Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I'm a licensed psychologist here in Georgia, coming to you with your next mental health moment. And today we will be discussing, what am I afraid of? Everyone has fears. It may be fear of transferring to a new job, fear of starting a relationship, fear of launching that podcast or that new business venture, possibly that blog you wanted to write. Maybe you've got some fears about going into photography and switching over into a different career than what you've been in all your life. Then we have those fears that are more personal, fearful of being able to be loved in the way that I think I deserve, fearful of being able to have what it is that I desire, fearful that I won't be able to be successful in my life or that I'll have the same cycles that I've been repeating over and over again, that I'm doomed to stay in that space. Maybe I have a fear that I will die or I'll be killed. Perhaps I have a fear that I won't be able to protect the people that I really love. Perhaps I have a fear that the people who love me now won't always love me. Maybe I have a fear of being criticized. That's why I don't want to launch that podcast or that blog because I may get some negative responses and I don't know if I can handle that or not. Maybe I'm fearful that I can't really articulate myself in a way that's going to be clear, but also in a way that will be received and validated. Perhaps I have a fear of being blamed for things that are not my responsibility or my fault, but that I end up being the one to bear the burden. Perhaps I'm fearful that the people that were supposed to be there for me in my life really are going to let me down again and again and again. Regardless of whatever those fears may be, I guarantee you that some of them are very, very, very valid. And the others may have just been learned from prior experiences or innately within you for safety purposes. But I will tell you that fear serves a purpose and that fear isn't a bad thing. It's just something that we're often fearful of, right? We're fearful of fear because our concern is that I won't be able to manage it or handle it. Here are some things that fear does for us. One, it keeps us safe. It allows us to be able to evaluate a situation and make sure that we're setting appropriate boundaries so that we're not in danger. Fear also lets us know when something is not quite right. You've had that feeling before, you can't really explain it. Something about a person doesn't quite rub you the right way or when you're thinking about going somewhere, there's something that just says, wait a minute, don't go just yet. Or perhaps someone is about to get you into a business venture and there's that part of you that doesn't quite trust that everything is on the up and up. So fear allows us to be able to see the dangers that we can visibly see, but also the ones that are unseen, but that we feel somewhere in our spirit. So what ends up happening though, is over time, if you have prolonged fears, it can cause your body some harm. So for example, it can affect our heart, um, cardiovascular problems, right? So that sustained fear all the time where you're constantly worrying about things. Sometimes it can get you to the point where you are so scared you don't want to do anything. So maybe you're too scared to get involved in relationships with people. You get so fearful to the point that you can't leave your home for concern about what dangers may be out there. That may be really true for people during this pandemic time as we're all getting back into getting back out in our state, some people are still understandably very concerned about what that might look like for them. 
Fear can age us prematurely. It can also cause us to um, die earlier than we might have normally. It can affect our long-term memory. It can affect memory formation altogether. People will often say they don't remember parts of a childhood or events that happened when they were in an abusive situation where they were constantly in fear. Fear just drains us. It can make us really tired. It can also lead to symptoms of depression, the anxiety disorders, and post-traumatic stress disorder. So there are a lot of ways that fear can affect our bodies, including our stomachs, ulcers, irritable bowel syndrome. Some people have a lot of diarrhea. It can affect our immune systems as well and cause us to be at more increased risk to get illnesses over time. So if we know that fear is part of us and we know that some fear can be healthy, but other times fear can be damaging, how are we supposed to manage it? Well, let's talk about that. First of all, I think it's really important that we recognize and accept that we're going to have fear. You are going to be afraid. It may not be something that consumes you all the time. It may be very specific things that you're afraid of. A lot of people have a very high fear of dogs, for example. Possibly they've been bitten by a dog before or dogs jumped up on them. Um, and we know that dogs can be trained to be very destructive. And we know that when dogs aren't cared for and they're fearful, then they can also attempt to lash out at people in order to keep themselves safe, right? Some people have a very valid fear of water because they've been swimming or attempted to learn how to swim and maybe they were thrown in the pool because some people, that's how they were taught uh, or attempted to be taught how to swim. Well, I'm just gonna throw you in and you'll figure it out, which can be very scary for a person. Or maybe you had a near drowning experience or you saw someone drown. Maybe there's that fear of snakes or that fear of heights, whatever it may be. But it's, we need to understand what is guiding that fear. Now, some fears we're just going to have, right? So I am not encouraging you, if you are afraid of snakes, to go ahead and, and go pet your neighborhood snake or go over to an aquarium and see some snakes to get over that fear. You definitely can have a fear of snakes to a point where it's not debilitating. But if you are having fears to the point where they can be debilitating and they're affecting you, they're affecting your sleep, they're affecting your digestive system, they're affecting your ability to be able to leave your home, then that's where we need to address it, right? So again, we accept it. We understand, hey, what, what is it that I'm really afraid of? Um, don't try to avoid it. So one of the things that increases fear or maintains fear is our avoidance of it. And again, not trying to put you in unsafe situations, not telling you to go jump out of an airplane to get over your fear of heights. But let's say, for example, you have a fear of transition and change. So you're staying in something for a long time, like a job, even though it's not meeting your needs anymore, you're not being challenged, you're not growing, you don't like the environment, it's unhealthy, your supervisors are very critical and demeaning, you're not getting paid your worth, uh, and in fact, you going to work is actually making you more stressed out and overwhelmed because of how toxic the environment is. So you're afraid of change and you stay there. That's one of those fears that I definitely would encourage you to go ahead and address. So let's put a strategy in place for how I can transition out of this job. 
what is it that I'm afraid of with regard to making a change? Do I not feel like I'm able to be marketable in the job market now? Do I feel like I don't have updated experience? Do I have fear that I'll be able to um, create a resume or put a cover letter together? Because if I understand what I'm afraid of, then I can put a plan in place to address it. And I don't, I no longer have to be fearful. I just need to figure out what support resources that I need to put in place in order to help me address it. Often when we're in fearful situations, our senses are heightened and that will allow us to be able to more effectively problem solve. Now there is that threshold. If you get so scared, then your ability to problem solve is significantly diminished because you're in panic mode. And the goal is to prevent us from getting to that panic mode so that we're not catastrophizing the situation. We often do this when we get bad news. For example, if you went to the doctor and you find out that you're dealing with a health problem. Maybe you have a low iron, you need to take iron pills. And then your worst case scenario in your mind is, oh, this iron is gonna make me really constipated. I'm gonna have all these problems with my stomach. Then I'm gonna get um, some rectal bleeding and I'll have all of these other difficulties instead of me just addressing in that moment, hey, okay, my iron is low. So I need to figure out what I can do to manage this anxiety. And then, yes, we know that iron pills cause constipation. What can I do to manage that and be preventative of that? And that's also an excellent strategy. Some of you may be like, really, did you have to use that example of constipation? It's very common. So we might as well talk about these things that we experience, right? Um, but what I can do is be preventative and think about, okay, what is this thing that I may possibly run into that I may be afraid of? And how can I address it? in a constructive way so that when I'm in this situation, then I can manage it. For example, to use that going to a doctor's appointment and, and uh, let's talk about if I'm going to receive a cancer diagnosis, right? So um, I'm getting something biopsy. They're gonna tell me whether or not it's a malignant tumor. So I need to prepare before I go into that appointment and think about, okay, so if it is malignant, here are my options for how I wanna move forward. Um, if it's not malignant, here are my options for how I want to move forward. So if it's malignant, then I need to think about, do I want to get involved in treatment? Who do I want to see as a treatment provider? Do I know some people that have had cancer diagnoses before and really like the care that they receive that I can get a referral ahead of time? So these are things that I can be thinking about instead of thinking the worst, like, oh, you're going to get a cancer diagnosis potentially and you're going to die. Because I think a lot of times we hear the word cancer and we think automatically that's over. It's over for me when it's not a death sentence, not for everyone, especially if we're doing our preventative work and we diagnose it early. Right. So I can prepare that strategy. But on the other hand, if I get this good news. Right. So how do I want to respond to that? Maybe I want to celebrate. Maybe I want to take that opportunity to think about what in my life had I not accomplished that I've been putting off. Here is a good um, opportunity where fear can be used to drive me in some positive way to get me to something that possibly I've been putting off because I've been afraid that now maybe I can see this as an opportunity. Hey, life is not guaranteed. I don't know what may happen in my future. So let me think about go ahead and doing those things that I've been putting off, right? Take a minute to process. Sometimes we just react and we don't even think at all. We don't stop to think about what am I afraid of? How do I need to handle this situation? And we've been in examples of times, for example, I know a lot of us have fears of police officers. 
um, particularly around being stopped in a vehicle with a police officer, right? This is a valid fear. We have had some negative situations that we have seen play out in, in the media around people being stopped by police officers. Doesn't by any means mean that police officers are bad people. Doesn't mean that every time we're stopped, it's gonna be a negative situation. But if that's something I'm fearful of, then I wanna really talk to myself about how I wanna handle that situation. And you've seen some of the commercials where you see the parents educating their children. And that is actually one of my fears for my own child is that he'll get stopped one day and then something could potentially happen. So what do I do to address that? I sit him down and we talk about, hey, you're stopped by a police officer. You need to make sure that your hands are on that steering wheel. You need to go ahead and take your ID out. Your ID needs to be sitting where it's visible, either on the dashboard or in the cup holder. You need to sit back so they can see clearly into the car and you need to make um, eye contact with them so they can see your eyes, they can see your hands. You talk out loud about everything that you're doing. Um, you're mannerable and respectful, all of those things, right? And we know that that doesn't necessarily guarantee that a situation can't occur, but it does put a person in a position where they feel like at least I have some options of what to do in that situation instead of just being so tense and scared or, or angry. Sometimes we get angry when we get pulled over. I used to be really irritated getting pulled over when I know I've been speeding. I'm, I'm not mad at the officer. I'm mad at myself because I got caught, but it can come across as frustration. And then for my son, I also talk to him about, hey, have that. Um, you can also, also just say, hey, I have my mom on the phone. I have my dad on the phone. Um, so that I can make sure that any information that's communicated to them, they own the car, um, that uh, they'll be able to receive it directly from you, right? So these are, this is a strategy preventatively. And, and, you know, we hope that we are never in a situation where our kids are going to be unsafe, but we know that that can happen. So what can I do to, to manage that? Um, I think it's important to think about, okay, if I'm in a situation, let's say where there is a threat to me, maybe I'm in a relationship where a person is being abusive. And so in that situation, my goal is really safety. How can I get out of that situation? How can I stop this person if they're hitting me, kicking me, um, biting me, doing things to my, my physical body? How can, I, how can I allow myself to get out of this safely? Do I, you know, cover up? Are there things I can put over me to help protect me? Can I get out of the house? Can I distract this person? Um, do I have something that I can use to put some space in between me and this other person? And the same thing for if uh, someone attacks you while you're jogging or walking. Um, what, are, what are some of the things that I can do in the event someone attacks my person? Because this is also very valid fears for people that you'll be attacked. Someone might try to enter your home. Um, or someone may uh, attempt to try to bring danger to you or your family while you're out. So let's, as a family, talk about how we're going to handle that situation when it occurs so that we can have a plan in place. And we know that plans don't always necessarily work out in the way that we prepare, but it does give us an opportunity to practice so that we're able to be more calm and able to be more rational in a situation where we can use good judgment instead of becoming panicked because I'm sure that you all may have been in a situation or seen someone else in a situation where when panic overtakes you, you can't think about anything. Um, you're just overwhelmed. It's like your body just shuts down. It's almost like you're frozen. Frozen with fear is something that we'll sometimes hear people say. So if we've rehearsed this, if we practice this, the same with natural disasters, that's another fear that people have. If something happens in the middle of the night, a tornado, a fire, um, a tree falls down on the house, the house is struck with lightning, then how do we manage? What's our safety route? How do we get out of the house? 
and it is very important for families to have that evacuation plan. So if this happens, we're going to meet across the street. We're going to meet at the neighbor's house. Um, this is how you can get out of your room through a window. This is how you, if you need to get down on the floor and crawl, you can wrap up in a blanket, right? So we prepare ourselves for that scenario in the event that it does happen. Of course, our goal is prayerfully it won't happen. Uh, but the reality is we do know that those things happen. And so how can we prevent ourselves from being so frozen that we forget the things that we know to be helpful in those situations? Practice, right? So these are all opportunities for you to think about how to manage fear. And also it's really important to think about times where you thought something was going to be very scary and you didn't know how you were going to handle it. And then you came out of it and it wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be, or you were able to use those good problem solving skills to manage it. So that's another important thing is to be able to visualize yourself handling the things that you're afraid of, because oftentimes fear will stop us from walking in our purpose. Fear will stop us from living our best quality lives in terms of our physical and mental health. Fear will stop us from being in healthy, stable relationships. Fear will keep us in patterns of avoidance. And so we get to a point where we're so scared and you all probably know people like this as well, who fear has overtaken them to the point where they're no longer living, they're existing. Oh, I don't wanna do that. I don't wanna um, go out there, something could happen. And we think, how does a person get like that? Well, over time, if you're fearful and you don't address those fears, then it can get to that point of avoidance. This is how we get people to the place of agoraphobia where they literally are too scared to leave their houses. It doesn't start out as agoraphobia initially. It starts out as some other fears and then it, it morphs into being more and more scary for a person. And then eventually they just avoid anything that could potentially be dangerous to them and our minds are very powerful so i can perceive anything as a potential threat if i haven't learned the skills and resources to be able to manage the things that i'm fearful of but what i will tell you is that again fear is normal that you can manage your fear effectively and that you can do whatever it is that you have been purposed to do and stand on the uh, strength that you'll have the ability to be able to manage whatever comes your way okay be encouraged